Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Welcome, Newsbusters listeners to the Newsbusters podcast. I am your fill-in host, uh, associate editor Nick Night Train Fondacaro. Joining me now is your managing editor, Curtis Houck. Hey, hey, folks. Hey, Nick. Uh, how's it going? We are back for the Hump Day edition. Exactly. And we are in a really fun mood today. We are a lot of energy coursing through us before CPAC. The day before CPAC, we're all going to show up. It's going to be a great event to see everybody there. Yeah, we won't relitigate everything, but uh, we had some we shared some details about our presence at CPAC on the last podcast. So if you want to find out about that, just click below where you're listening to your favorite podcasts. And uh, we talk about it right off the top. Uh, but we have a booth, we have speakers, um, and you'll see us. So feel free to message us or come by the booth and say hi. So, yeah. yeah. And if you're listening, and when you're going back to listen to that other podcast, you can also listen to uh, my prediction, a little bit of a prediction, where we were talking about uh, Chris Fredo Cuomo and what he would possibly say or when he covers the uh, COVID lab leak outbreak uh, scenario. That yesterday the FBI backed up the energy department, Curtis. Oh, would you look at that? Yeah, Chris a, Ray in a rare TV interview with Fox's Brett Baer sounded off on a number of topics, including the lab leak, saying that he uh, maintains that it was from a lab uh, and due in part to the stonewalling from the Chinese Communist Party. Exactly. And we played a clip for you last week where Chris was in his basement talking about the headline in the throes of his covid fight yes his him in the basement before he came out of the basement like lazarus rising from the dead yep uh and we have him on monday night bringing sure it up enough. again sure enough talking about how he is the one not the republicans he is the only person trying to hold china accountable for the covid virus Hmm. Interesting. And, and here's that. So the story, the angle, the pressure point should be obvious, right? The investigation. Get us an answer. But that's not the focus. Why? The game. People in power here only care about the answer if it creates advantage over the other side. They want to make you angry. So we get no answer. The right wants to look into the cover up of the answer, but not find the answer. The left is quiet. Why? because this question itself became bad for them early on. I always cared, I always asked, and I do so again tonight. I never covered for anyone, there was never any need. I've always pushed for pressure on the one obvious key player that everyone only talks about tangentially, China. Now you may remember, Trump started calling off uh, with China as they were great, they were so helpful, right? But then he started blaming them the China virus. When? When he got blamed. And that's when the lab question became weaponized. But neither he nor the GOP at that time or since really pushed to find an answer. They just complained about it. Yes, Chris, you were the only one to talk about China. Nobody, everyone else only talking about it tangentially. You're the the only one talking about the key player, Chris. You were the only one ever. (laughs) This is the same sort of thing that I think we talked about last episode as well with Mehdi Hassan, where he was like, well, we didn't really talk about the lab leak theory or give any credibility to it because of the people who were pushing it. We're talking about Chinese bioweapons and they were the wrong kind of people. 
It's the exact same thing here with Fredo. He's just suggesting because the people who were previously touting the lab leak were doing it disingenuously or they had ulterior motives or they or for a whole host of reasons other than just, you know, besides the fact that they're just Republicans. Uh, now we can talk about it and you should trust Chris because he said on that show that it was the second worst experience of his life. He's trying to get to the bottom of things and he's going to beat some heads with that giant Q-tip. He's going to go over to China and beat G with the Q-tip. Or throw him downstairs. Yes. To throw him down the stairs. Jesus. And, yeah. And, 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 you heard, and you heard Chris saying, like, like as Curtis was saying with Mehdi Hassan, Chris himself was saying, it's like, the right only wants to look into the cover-up of the answer, not the actual answer. That's... <laughs> Both parts are important, Chris. Walk and chew gum. Right. I mean, well, it's kind of... One is... They're like related. They're not. He's trying to say that those two things are completely separate. Exactly. And they're not. They're they are the same thing. You're trying to do. You're you're splitting. You're doing one A and one B when it's just one. And yeah, he he even says it where where in, in the clip. Like I just want to reiterate because it it's just so ridiculous. The GOP at the time and since haven't really pushed to find an answer. They just want to complain about it. And he said the GOP weaponized it. No, we're, we're trying to find an answer to this, and it's important when everybody else was just saying this couldn't be the case. It was just xenophobia, just racism from Trump and Republicans. Like, he even, he, he won't even let Republicans win when they want to actually do the things he claims they're not doing. He's like, Republicans aren't trying to hold China accountable. But then he later on in the segment, in his little diatribe, went after Nikki Haley. And uh, he basically calls like her talking about holding China accountable. She call, he calls it ra uh, saber rattling, and he because she mentioned it in, as one of her issues in her like announcement video and on the stump and in, in, in her engagements that she's been doing. He he's like demanding that he she makes it the the entire premise of her campaign, and, mm. and that would be what saves her because he's like, oh, you're floundering right now. It literally it's like her campaign's like two weeks old, Chris. And you're saying this on News Nation. Yeah. Fourth place. Well, third, uh, fourth or fifth place, depending on who you're looking at. Yeah. And he, he, he himself even tries to cast doubt on the Wall Street, the original Wall Street Journal report, because he calls their headline clickbait. It's clickbait. Well, it's conveying the facts that the, about the lab. Uh, you know, whenever you're struggling with the headline, you try to think of what has to be in the headline. So the Wall Street Journal... Yeah, it's, it's called energy department. It's lab called, leak. What he wants is them to bury the lead. Yeah, and which is and, not journalism. And, and Chris, then. this 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 that actually doesn't sound like somebody who's trying to get to the bottom of it, Chris. When you're trying to like cast doubt on the lab leak theory, and you're pointing out it's like they have low confidence. He he kept harping on that like the energy department's assessment was with low confidence. You know what's also with low confidence? The wet markets. Yeah, I don't want to sound sensational, you guys. I don't want to sound sensational, so I'm going to downplay the facts. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, everybody else is seeing this is coming. Even uh, Chris's personal friend, his family friend, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who he stuck up with during this, and he basically was saying that Fauci, um, just to rewind it a little bit, Fauci was even sort of starting to hedge a little bit on... Uh, this past summer basically saying like oh I have an open mind to the lab leak theory even though he was trying to shoot it down in emails to his colleagues that we saw from those uh, disclosures and Chris was basically using this also basically saying it's like oh it's better for there to be a cover up option because 
uh, cover-up theory. That way, they the Republicans can go after his friend. And he's, he says, quote, the, the prospect of a cover-up works better, helps a lot more COVID accusations. Fauci being blamed for lying and covering it up. He's a pinata for the right, and I've always thought that thought it unfair. Mm. And he was, he was whining. He's like, oh, they shouldn't have... Like He basically was whining that Trump and Biden were cowards for putting up Fauci as like, oh, you, should, you shouldn't put up a lab coat to do the work of politicians. But, but when Trump is speaking, you guys didn't like that he was pointing out that the virus came from China, was blaming China, and Chris was complaining that, as you heard in the clip, that Trump only started blaming China when he was getting blamed. Chris, who was blaming Trump? The media, the liberal media. Yeah, I mean, it's a little revisionist history there, to put this mildly. Yeah, you're trying to, like conflate the different parts of the timeline to figure out when this was even though like the clip he, he did like uh the clip we played for you last week was or our last episode was chris reading the headline about the lab leak from april 15th of 2020 and a month later he was bashing republicans like tucker uh, Re- uh representative um, uh, gates and for for them pushing and trying to give attention and oxygen to the lab leak theory. I don't know if we said this. He was kind of like reverse. You said a reverse John Kerry. Yeah. A reverse. You're saying on the episode, yeah. you said to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's how I started my blog about this. It, it's, it's like it's almost like a reverse John Kerry. Like he was he was uh, he was uh, he's for the lab leak theory before he was against it, before he was for it. Right. Yeah. It's never, he, he, it's never good when you're found yourself in a tangled web of reasoning, one that you've woven yourself, right? And it's it's getting, it, especially yeah, because like that's the whole thing. It's like he shows the clip. He doesn't show him bashing them, even though he goes on to bash Republicans later. It's you you can't claim that you were here first and you're gonna be the one to hold China accountable when you you yourself are trying to discount the theory. The one that's looking more and more likely as time goes on. Right. And he even points out, it's like, oh, China d- didn't want to be open and honest or give people access to the the lab. It's like, well, right. obviously, because that's where it came. Like, John Stewart himself was mocking, f- making fun of uh, when he was on with uh, Colbert. St- Colbert. And he's like, huh, where, where would we go to find out information about the novel corona <laughs> bad virus that it's sweeping through? Oh, uh, the, the lab that it started, the, the lab in the city that it started in. It the, the, was li- stu- the, the lab that was studying novel coronaviruses. Right. Is- in, in the city that it started in. He's, he points out like like the name of the lab is the same one as the virus. Mm. And, Basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is just... And, and Cuomo just Cuomo bringing the heat for us, you know. He always delivers. And and John Stewart himself, the uh, I believe was uh, earlier this week, was basically pointing out because of the the Department of Energy and now the FBI, he he was talking about how he, all the hate that he received when he went on with Colbert and he was getting called alt right, a racist for saying it started in a lab. And he points out that. We, we, we can no longer have conversations about the possibilities of things in our reality when the evidence, when there's even some circumstantial evidence to point to this without people going to their political corners, just pulling their hair out, just becoming crazy 
over stuff that we can have an honest discussion over that isn't involved politics. Like saying that it came from a lab isn't a left or right thing. It's an American adversary had a virus get released intentionally or unintentionally, probably more likely unintentionally because we've seen the lab had very poor security standards in 2018 when we had a Washington Post report about it. And for, for it to break down along political lines is ridiculous. And this was something that was brought up on The View today, Curtis, on, on Wednesday morning here. And you had Whoopi, we'll play you the soundbite in a second here, but Whoopi was... Basically, she she played the clip of John Stewart talking about that, and then she just sort of went on to just dismiss and whine about the 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 theory itself. Let's take a listen. No, he's right. The politics got in the way of a lot of looking for the truth, but they still are not saying definitively, and that's a problem. They still don't know for sure. I, you know, who knows where it came from? Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But I know that when the last guy before Biden said anything about this, he made it about Asian people. And I'm sure John Stewart didn't realize that that's what was happening because I'm sure he didn't know what was going on all over the country with Asian folks getting smacked and hit and people saying stuff to them about bringing the disease here. I mean, this was, this was what was happening. And if you know who had not started it with that, had he not made it about that, had he said, listen, this might have come out of a lab and not gone on and described in ways I'm not going to even re reiterate for you, it probably would have been listened to a lot differently. And in the latter part of that clip, Curtis, like we see her trying to complained that Trump discredited the lab leak theory because one, it was coming from him too. And she was saying that he was making it about Asian people, which, and she, and she says in the, she doesn't want to, she says she doesn't want to reiterate what she says. So she basically m makes an accusation about how Trump handled the coronavirus in the beginning and doesn't want to back up her statement about it. But what she claims when he's making it about Asian people was him calling it the China virus, saying, acknowledging that it came from or calling it the Wuhan virus. She's basically, he, it, it isn't about Asian people. It's about saying, stating the fact that it came from China. It's not saying that all of the Chinese people, it came from this, it stewed in right. the blood or some crazy thing like that. This was media divisiveness because prior to George Floyd, they needed a new race hustle because we weren't interacting with each other. We were stuck in our homes. So the media needed a new racial wedge to drive between people. And so we used the attacks on Asian people. Yeah. Now those are that is a story and that is a real story. Exactly. The issue is you didn't really go into who was doing this, who was committing these crimes. It was just kind of a blatant blanket Trumpers as if people in bag of hats are running around like yeah, knocking I down Asian people. And that Again, oh. this plays into the Chinese Communist Party's hands between what The View is doing. Uh, Congressman Andy Kim was on CNN uh, at this hour in the 11 a.m. Eastern hour with Kate Baldwin, and he said the same thing. You know, a lot of this rhetoric is unhelpful, doesn't give the American people the full picture. Um, I don't – nobody – the people that are very pro or anti-China, like China hawks, like Congressman Mike Gallagher, Tom Cotton, they've made clear this is not an issue with the Chinese people yeah. is it, or the AAPI community. It is with the Chinese Communist Party because 
as we know, they control all aspects of Chinese life and Chinese governance and Chinese health and officials in Wuhan. So that's why, you know, exactly. It, it, it just and, plays into their hands. And, and yeah, she, she does talk about how Whoopi talks about how we, you saw these people getting knocked down and beaten up. It's, some and a lot of those were of people who were going at them because of the pandemic and stuff like that. Ignorant people doing ignorant things. But she doesn't also mention the fact that a lot of these, like again, a lot of these happened in like Los Angeles, San Francisco, San Diego, like like places in liberal cities. The, this like this isn't Chicago. This isn't MAGA country with with Smollett. Smollett, right? Like like these are liberal places where these things are happening, and a lot of the attackers were black. Like we see them on the security camera videos. So she could try to make this as like this is was like a Republican thing that Trump was egging on and trying to stir this hatred. It, it, it's not true just based on the facts and evidence. But again, the, the view is not about facts and evidence, even though it's ABC News. It is the show is just a bastion of mis and disinformation, particularly on the COVID thing, because back when they were still uh, just coming back or just before they. Uh, came back to the set and they were doing all remote from their homes will be claimed that she got COVID from opening a window at her house. Like it was just in the air. She literally just said it was in the air. Generally. Yeah. It's like Not that. Just, it's yeah. like that former NBC doctor who says he got COVID through his eyeballs. Yeah. When he was on the plane. No, no, no you didn't. Mm. Oh, and you point out that they're highly, they're masked. Oh yeah. And so they, they, Throughout the conversation, they sort of talk about, um, we'll play the clip for you. Actually, no, we'll play the clip uh, right now in a second. So Sarah actually talks about how, like, yes, like she she, she points to the John Stewart stuff. And it's like, yeah, there were, there were a lot of ignorant people just harping on each other back and forth. And but now we actually have to listen to the opposition to the COVID protocols. Let's Let's listen to that clip. No, I was just saying that, you know, when Manny's parents died from COVID, mm -hmm. as a physician and his sister's a physician, that's all they thought about. Where did this come from? How did this come? And we had this discussion about the Wuhan lab being right there. We've, we've both been to China, we've been to Shenzhen, mm -hmm. we've been to Hong Kong, and we have friends that still live there. Right. And the rumor at the time was that it came from the lab. That's what the Chinese even thought. And, and what I will say is that because, as you mentioned, Whoopi, Trump unleashed this xenophobia. He, st he stopped allowing Chinese people to come to the country. He then started calling it the... Um, don't even don't say it. Don't yeah, even he say called it. it he something, was just being... And he kept on saying, yeah. China, China, and doing yeah. this thing yeah. where I was even concerned as someone who had lost family members right. for Manny to even bring it up. And that is really sad because when you can't trust the transparency of your government, yeah. where yeah. are you? Well, Curtis, there's there's wasn't one right way to do this. And now we have to listen to everybody on the vaccines, the masks, the school shutdowns. And meanwhile, I went and looked it up when they, when they panned the audience at the top of the show, all the audience members were masked. They're all still masked. The net, these networks still COVID test. Like, for example, I've seen repeatedly on CBS where Nate Burleson, Gail King, or Tony DeCopel will get COVID. Like, a COVID result will return because they still regularly test their hosts. And so re positive results come back, and then it's like DEFCON 1, everyone, like, the person leaves the show, and then that's done. And the, the View has had that as well, and it's like, 
This is not how the rest of America is living. It, it, it is an absolute joke. It is a joke that we see here. Your life has been ruined. Your mental health has been, you know, sapped. Your kids are struggling in school. Uh, oh, my gosh. You're having a really hard time? Tell us more about it. Three years later. Yeah. Exactly. And we have Sonny, who was admitting that her, her husband, who's a doctor... Her sister-in-law, who's a doctor, were talking about this after, unfortunately, uh, Sonny's uh, uh, in-laws uh, passed away due to COVID. She, she was talking about how her husband and her sister-in-law would have conversations about the origins of COVID. And they were, both of them themselves, were sort of settling on the lab leak theory. And uh, th this, this was uh, Sonny's uh, take on the lab leak at, at the time. Well, in John Stewart's touching on in that quote that was in the intro, he spoke about how we're having a, a problem with conversations, even when they're somewhat possible, falling into absolutes or political allegiances. And that's the case for a lot of conversations. Mm -hmm. So when you even look back, because of the politicization of this mm -hmm. from people who were saying you're using racist dog whistles and a thousand yeah. other things which was completely ignorant it was just as ignorant for people to come back at john stewart and say well then you are a racist and that you must be associating with the alt-right both of those were screaming ignorance which was also a problem now when we look back having open conversations about the vaccines the school shutdowns everyone had a different idea there wasn't <laughs> one right way to do and there it. still isn't and, there and still that's isn't. the and that's, you gotta the, be that's able to the talk issue about so again because of trump because it was Trump who was talking about lab leaks and Republicans talking about lab leaks, it became this taboo thing. Deny a possibility of reality because it's the person that you hate the most saying it. Right. I mean, that's just a level of divisiveness where it doesn't, ma it, it doesn't matter if the person is right or especially even if the person that you hate is right, we're not going to listen to you. We won't consider the validity of your claims which is not the way to go about things. That's that's one of the benefits of the view is that you're you're actually able to see how like knee jerkly the liberals the liberal side like reacts to certain things and how open they'll be about how they react a certain way, especially those that are just so entrenched in their partisan dealings that it will affect their personal and family lives. Right, where it's you wonder, I wonder this all the time. I'm like, do these people actually know any conservatives or Christians or Republicans? Like actual Republicans. The list very doesn't count. And and uh, Anna Navarro. Anna Navarro. Rock-ribbed conservatives, Christians. Do they know them? Because you wonder about that on certain shows, MSNBC and CNN in particular. You're like, you have this cartoonish view. Do you actually know them? Do you yeah. like that? And if you do, do you like them? How many people would you say are your friends of a varying political degree? And this goes for all of us. But for this conversation, we're talking about the media here that claims to be the morale police. Exactly. And fact police. So, But, but, to, but to Sonny's credit, she does call out uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, Mr. Fauci, for uh, downplaying the leak idea and sort of dismissing it at first. She said uh, he was pretty dismissive for a while, and he said this uh, did not come from that. Then he changed in July of last year. He's hedged slightly, saying it was he was keeping an open mind. And that actually got 
uh, Whoopi and Joy Behar like sort of riled up a bit because like they're still on the on the Fauci train. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. But on a slightly a not COVID related note, but a Sunny related note. Earlier this week, Sonny, who is a multimillionaire TV personality, worked for, worked at Fox, at ABC, um, was a federal prosecutor. Again, her husband is a doctor, an orthopedic surgeon. Her son pa- goes to Harvard. Her son goes to Harvard. She vacations in Martha's Vineyard and Sag Harbor with Don Lemon. And ac- according to her, she's oppressed. She is oppressed, Curtis. She's being held down by the white man. Let's listen to the clip. You know, when you think about a book like uh, a James Bond, and I'm a huge James Bond fan, and his Live and Let Die book in that novel, he visits Harlem and he uses the N-word to describe almost every black person that he sees there. Yeah. And in my view, the sensitivity of the, evid- uh, the edits now say black man, black woman, black person. I appreciate that. You don't have to call me the N-word for me to understand my oppression. And I think when someone who is oppressed tells you that, I think you should listen. Curtis. She's, she's oppressed, and you got to listen to her. So this conversation, just for a little bit of uh, context to it, this was when they were having a conversation about, we talked about it the uh, the other day, uh, the censorship in books, like Rodal right. and uh, Ian Fleming with the uh, James Bond series, where they were uh, censoring certain books and this is her basically saying like she was arguing in favor of censorship and you should listen to her on the issues of censorship because she's oppressed and she's going to tell you honestly about what words shouldn't be or not be in books and Whoopi it, it was actually it was actually an interesting debate because even Whoopi was defending the N-word being in books because she's like, this is how they talked at the time. You can put a disclaimer at the head of a book being saying like this is what this is what people spoke about at the time. This is how they spoke. And you you don't need to you you can have it in there and give them give students the context of how why things were said a certain way. And how it's we don't we no longer do that because we've we've learned not to and how certain things are terrible to say. But again, <laughs> um, I, I thought it was very interesting to see them on like two opposite sides of something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you you, you also had Anna Navarro who was against it as well. Surprisingly, she points out that well, particularly with the. Um, with the Rodal stuff when they were changing uh, words in uh, Willy Wonka and, she, she, and and sort of getting rid of the gender words for the Oompa Loompas. She, she, she starts uh. like, she's like, the Oompa Loompas are fictional. They're make-believe. But the biggest problem she had, Curtis, with the changing of the words... What? Is gave you, people like you and me, the anti-woke crowd, ammunition... I mean, that's always the thing when this kind of stuff happens. Uh, you know, we saw this going back to Hillary Clinton when Hillary Clinton had a private email server. That was the one of the talking points from the liberal media where they were they appear they tried to appear they were criticizing Hillary Clinton, but they were doing so from the left by saying this gives ammunition 
to the right. Uh, Hunter Biden's laptop is one of those examples. It replenishes the springs in our knees so we can pounce better on it. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And, and of course, Anna Navarro being from Florida, everything is viewed through the anti-DeSantis lens because he's the biggest challenge for Democrats coming up. And she, she this is this is the quote from her. I'm not concerned about you editing out words from a book. I think that's stupid. I'm concerned about you editing out black history study AP course, courses in Florida. Again, fake news ABC. This has we have debunked this dozens of times at Newsbusters. You they're they're not removing black history from schools. The course they removed one book. From written by a professor who, guess what she teaches? Critical race theory. Uh-oh. And they removed the book, replaced it with another one, and they resubmitted it. And it's going through. It's just fine. Yeah. It, it's this whole... And, and that's something they won't add to any of these reports either. That, that the whole edit and resubmission and the adoption is just out of it. But they're going to be like, look at all these people marching in yeah. Florida. Al Sharpton down there, jazzercising. <laughs> oh, I'm remembering back in the day when he sh- showing my age a little bit. <laughs> showing my age a little bit when he was in the in the track suits. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Uh, so Curtis, you were seeing some stuff this yeah, morning as well. Yeah, some more COVID stuff as well. Um, so last night we had the first hearing of the House Select Committee on China. Very bipartisan, Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, Raj Krishnamurthy of Illinois, talking about the threats of the Communist Party. Um, Matt Pottinger, former longtime Wall Street Journal uh, writer, H.R. McMaster, both of the Trump administration, but longtime experts on Asia and China, so don't automatically dismiss them as like neocons or failed Trumpists or something like that. These people know what they're doing. Pottinger testified at Trump's impeachment hearing or uh, at the January 6th committee hearing. And so we were curious, what did it look like? What was the coverage like? So I have a piece up at Newsbusters right now that looks at this. And sure enough, CBS and NBC did cover it, which was surprising in and of itself. However, however, that left ABC out. Disney corporate whores that they are, they, uh, they did not cover that at all. So... Disney made the decision that we're not going to draw the ire of the Chinese Communist Party by talking about this. They need to make, they got to prepare because they need to make Mulan 2. They need to make Mulan 2 in uh, the same region as the Uyghur concentration camps. Uh, So they decided to go elsewhere for that. NBC, unfortunately, jeez. They had two segments on it, and the second one was with John Brennan. And it's just, it's just... Having that guy on television makes you just like, with all he's done to hurt this country, um, you know, the media lost their mind when Donald Trump went after Brennan and Clapper. But yeah, it's it, he has a it, lot in he has a lot in common in China in that he likes to spy on members y- of Congress. Yeah, that's what Nick told me before we taped the show. He's like, wait a second, they really he really does have stuff in common with China yep. uh, that they like to spy on each other. So. Yeah, so I have that up at Newsbusters uh, if you want to take check that out as well. We also have Alex Christie really briefly has a piece up talking about Bill Weir going to the bottom of Argentina to decry fossil fuels. He flew to the 
a very exotic locale in Argentina. It's probably a little chilly there, but gorgeous nonetheless to talk about the decline in sea ice, which dovetails, which goes well with ABC's latest hijinks. Michael Strahan is in Easter Island off the coast of Chile and Peru this week reporting on the dangers of climate change. Okay, well, the problem with that is it, this is just the latest free free vacation, free travel, free flight, uh, palling around for a week excursion that someone from ABC has received in the last year. Amy Robach, no longer with ABC because she and TJ Holmes were hitting it up. Uh, she went to the Galapagos Islands. Ginger Z has been to a glacier. Uh, Michael Strahan went up to like Yukon Territory, Northwest Territory in Canada to hang out with polar bears. Robin Roberts went down to New Zealand. And now Michael is going or is in Easter Island to talk about the dangers of climate change. So you need to reduce your carbon footprint. But they get to keep doing their thing. You know, and, and they might respond with some BS about, oh, carbon credits or I flew on a carbon neutral plane. Well, that just makes you more of an elitist if you have access to that kind of stuff. Curtis, they have to fly on jets all over the world and take limousines to get you to stop saying that. If it wasn't for you saying that, they wouldn't have to take those flights and drive those limousines. Yeah. <laughs> makes absolutely no sense. Um, and breaking news, as we're filming this podcast, Based Mike Lee has been banned from Twitter right now. Ooh. So I... Uh, like, like Congressman Lee? Yeah, Based Mike Lee, wow. the one that we thought was his... Uh, but uh, we hope that is not true. Uh, stay tuned for Newsbusters for more. By the time you read this, this may be resolved. But um, just coming to us right now, which... Right. We are glad to uh, see that, you know, hopefully something changed. We'll be glad if it happens. If not, uh, definitely a problem. Elon Musk, you got to get on this. Based Mike Lee was such a great account. People thought it was, you know, a fan account. Then he realized it was his alt account. And then he just kind of came out of the closet, I guess. Came out, I guess, outed himself as uh, it was him. So it's been very, it's a really great Twitter account um, if you not yet... Uh, if it's once it's fixed, you should follow it. So, all right. So, as our uh, your usual host Tim Grimm likes to say, uh, visit Newsbusters once, twice, twenty four times a day. Bye bye. <laughs>